Welcome to another podcasting episode of Bob Around Town. It's Bob Peters out and about, exploring mid-Michigan from an inside perspective. And now, here's your host, Bob Peters. Hey, everybody. How you doing today? Boy, it's been a while since I've done a Bob Around Town. You know, we did some uh, breweries and talked about some beer and some haunted places in the past. And, you know, we talked about downtown Mount Pleasant and Bob Around Town. I'm glad you enjoy those shows. We got a different one coming up today. We're going to be talking with a local, I'm going to call him a celebrity personality, (laughs) but somebody who really, really is involved with our community. He's from here. And uh, we appreciate having here State Senator Roger Houck. Thank you very much for being here, Roger. Well, thanks for having me. I don't know about the celebrity part, though. You know, I think you are. <laughs> I, I think you've judged a chili contest in the past, haven't you? I don't, I can't, probably. Yeah, because yeah. that, that would make you a celebrity if you've done that already. That a celebrity, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for being here, Roger. Yeah, thanks I know for having we, me. We've tried a little bit. This will be the first of maybe a series. We just talked yeah. about that a little bit. We have a lot of topics. I have interest in what you do. A lot of people have interest in what what you do mm-hmm. but let's talk about it you're you're a beale guy right from beale, beale city. city born and raised man tell, yeah, tell me about home, that my hometown grew up on a beef and dairy farm uh had i am one of six kids um i went to beale city high school graduated from beale uh went to the catholic church there was an altar boy grew up on a farm you know had to do chores at a young age which i didn't like at all you know it's funny how you grow up and you think how oh, this is so mundane. I don't ever, you know, this is terrible. I can't wait to get off the farm. I want to do my own thing. And then once you get off the farm, it's like, well, you know, when I was bailing hay, it, it, I didn't like it that well, but the day sure flew by, you know? And then I worked at Delfield for like 20, 23 years, I think, or 24. And I had to get up at five o'clock every morning. And I often thought if I knew I was going to have to get up at five o'clock every morning, I would have stayed on the farm. You liked it, though, but Uh, not at that time, but in hindsight, because we do miss things, right, Roger? Oh, my gosh. You know, I grew up, I had um, my dad, I had my Uncle Carl, and then I had my cousin Floyd Houck, and they were the three main men, right? And then I had my mom, you know, my Aunt Rita, and then I had Mary Beth, right? And they were all, like, father figures to me yeah. they were all a little uh-huh. bit different yeah. you know and, and um i watched them i watched how they operate it you know i i tried to model myself after them you know after my parents my grand. i mean i had my grandparents you know they were that was a real side of the family we'd go over to my grandpa my my grandmother passed away kind of early so i don't remember her that good but it was it was just like a big family. I had cousins. It was it was a great upbringing. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for anything. You had a lot of great role models then. I had saying, yeah. I had a ton of great role models, uh-huh. and none of them were afraid to tell you when you were doing something wrong. Gotcha. Okay. Well, but that's how we learn. <laughs> that's though, how right? you learn. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so obviously, working on a farm, growing up on a farm, it taught you a lot of things about life and how to, it prepared you. Yes. So, but here's the deal. Let, let's take a little break. So, you're going to Beale City High School. You're going to church. You're doing everything great. You go to CMU. What are you learning? Uh, not much of anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, you actually have to study when you go to college. Right. Yes, right? sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, they say, here's these three chapters, read them. And right. they don't care whether you read them or not. Right. Right. Okay. And if you don't, and it just, luckily, when I went, 
it wasn't as expensive. So I saved money for uh, when I went to the fair, I'd take steers. So I use that. Okay. So it's not like now if you go a year, a year and a half, you're in debt and you don't, you know, you don't get anything from right. that. Exactly. So yeah. I tried it. It didn't yeah. work for me. Right. You know, so yeah. Understood. It yeah. doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't so. work for everybody. So, okay. And then I worked uh, for Giant Way for a while, which okay. I, I loved. I worked for Rick's. I was a night manager, which I loved. I loved the retail business, but it didn't pay. Correct. Right. So then I got a, I did another stint with Swan's ice cream. Oh, okay. oh yeah. That, great, great ice cream. And great company to work for. Uh-huh. But it was, I mean, it was morning till night. Yes. You know, and um, I didn't, I liked working for the company, but it just, I, I didn't have any, you know, time. So then I uh, was lucky I got into Randell working just on the shop floor, right? Union employee. And then um, I was there for about two years and then I applied for Delfield. Okay. And where I lived at the time, I was equal distance between both of them. Okay. Delfield paid $2 more an hour. And I liked Randall. I had nothing against Randall. Yeah. They treated me well. Right. But $2 more an hour is a lot of money. Yeah. So I went to Delfield and I worked there for 24 years. And then... What, what did you do at Delfield? And, and what did you start doing? And when you left, what were you doing? Well, this is what I tell everybody, Bob. I worked in the most productive area in the shop, and I was the most productive employee down there. How's that, Roger? <laughs> I love I it. Told that. I want to get. I want to get a little deeper. You know, that that's a politician answer, right there. But the I've funny part one, about right? that is, I was sitting with a bunch of guys, you know, having a few pops. Yeah, right. And I said that, that you know, they knew I was BS. And, and my brother looked at me, Neil, and he goes, "No, Roger, really, what did you do?" Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're still not going to tell us. That's fine, Roger. Uh, that'll be in part two. We're, we're going to have to squeeze that out of it. But, yeah. but I want to talk a little bit more. You, you spent a couple of decades and a little bit more than that. Yes. You became a union steward. I was a union steward, then I was chief steward. So yeah. tell me about what got Roger, who's employed you know, at Delfield, what made you say, you know what, I think I'm going to become a union steward? Oh, I just... Um, it's, it's kind of the political aspect of yes. the shop, and I kind of always enjoyed that. And I, um, I liked my union, and I just wanted to see if I could help, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I did that for, I was a chief, or steward for like two or three years, and then the chief steward who did a good job, Jimmy Raymond, he, um, he was done. So then I decided to throw my hat had in for being the chief steward. Is that the first time you found out that a certain portion of the population loves you and a certain portion hates you? Oh yeah. And the, and right. that was actually probably worse than being uh, a politician because I was stuck in a building with everybody for 12 hours a and, day. And you can hear I could that not happen. run away. I know it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> but no, everybody, they, they were good. Everybody yeah, right, was right, good. Right, yeah. right. Uh-huh. Just as long as they knew you were trying to do what was best for him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that also gave you a lot of experience in how to deal with people, how to deal with, you know, specific issues and how you're going to balance that between a company and employees and how do you find that common ground, yeah. correct? It, what it taught me, Bob, was that never lie to anybody. Be honest. If it's bad news, tell that person right away. They, they will be upset. But the majority of them appreciate you being honest instead of dragging them along, make, making them think that you're going to fix it. Right. And you know you're not to. At the end, you got to tell them that you can't fix it. Right. So just you just have to try to be honest and hope that people understand it. And then it also, there's two sides to every story. 
right? I'd listen to what happened, you know, to my union member. And then I'd go talk to, you know, the other side, the uh, employment or employer side of it. And then you try to, you know, navigate. Hard to figure out where it is, but the truth does lie in the middle on occasion. It does lie in the middle, but at at the end of the day, you have to, you have to understand that you represent your union members who pay the dues and who elected you to do what you're supposed to do. Very good. Yeah. So, so, so you, you had a chance to, I I guess you had to battle a little bit too for your employees, didn't you? I had, you had to battle both ways Uh and then you had to be, you had to know how to do it. Um, a lot of times the people you represented didn't think you were doing it right, right, but there's a lot more than what, you know meets the eye yeah you know so it uh it was interesting it it, it taught me a lot yeah okay yeah um what was it did i read you were drain commissioner no no i ran for drain commissioner Commissioner. so so you had some inkling a little bit so we're we're, going to take it and we're going to move from del delfield right now okay okay and and we're going to move on to roger hauk the politician right okay so what happened between delfield to the point where you said i'm going to run for at that point the 99th uh, well, actually, state. what what you're missing there, okay. I thought you did your homework. I, I did a little <laughs> homework. You know, I'm, I'm still waiting to find out what you did at Delfield. We, we haven't heard that yet, you know. I'm and sure. I'm, I'm going to do that wraparound at I'm the sure end. I'm sure you know? you'll get a bunch of comments of what I really did do at I Delfield. Know. No, I'm going to do that research. I'm, I'm going to call some people. So No, I ran uh, for uh, I ran for uh, Union Township trustee. Okay. And I won. Okay. Okay. And I, I ran as my wife's fault. Because okay. I oh we could always blame yes. the wife. Well, right? you got to go back to that. Yeah, I was complaining about what was going on in Union Township, and she said, "Well, you can either stop, you know, whining about it or do something about it." So I decided to run for Union Township trustee. Okay, so you get out, which was great. Yeah, because it taught me the process of a meeting. It taught me what works and what doesn't work. It taught me to keep your mouth shut. Because nobody listens to anybody that talks all the time. When you have your points, bring them up, be brief, make sure they're accurate, you know, and, and also be prepared to listen. And maybe the way you think isn't, isn't the right way. And the other thing it taught me was when you get in there, it's like, oh, that's why we can't do that because the state requires you to do this or the federal government requires you to do this or in the sewer fund, you have to have so much in reserve in case something happens so that money has to stay there and you represent everybody, right? You don't, you know, you represent your people that you like, but you represent other people and you got to try to strike that balance that's best for everybody. Started at, well, we would say a small scale compared to where you're at. Yeah. But, but you had a lot of experience. Do you feel like you made a difference when you did that? Yeah, I okay. did. I uh, um, I liked everybody on the commission. Um, that doesn't mean I agreed with everybody, but I think I think we've come to a, a place in our society, which is unfortunate, is um, if you don't agree with somebody, then they're terrible and you hate your guts and you're never talking to them Agreed. Again. Right? You know, it, uh, you know, I get along with, with the Democrats fairly really well, I think, but that doesn't mean I agree with them. You know, I understand what they're doing and why they're doing it, but I think it's wrong. But unless they do something really egregious, you know, I mean, I'm going to go after them on policy. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's fair game. Yeah. And, you know, try to get people in elected that I want. But other than that, yeah. You can still have dinner with them, can't you? Yes. And you can talk to them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Union Township trustee, then where did we go? 
Then I got a call from Kevin Cotter, who was the previous speaker. I helped him on a couple of his campaigns. I'll never forget, it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and he's calling me. And I'm like, well, let's see, we must want something. And then he uh, asked me to run. And I'm like, what? And then I said, well, have you asked anybody? Yeah. He goes, yeah, I asked one other person. And he, uh, I'm not going to say who it was. No, that's fine. But he said um, he does not want to run. Okay. And I said, well, well, let me think about it. And he said, I'll come over and, and I'll talk to you about it. Okay. So he comes over and he talks to me and my wife. And um, everybody wants me to run. Right. And I'm like, I ran for county drain commissioner and I didn't know what I was doing. So I went to the library and got three books. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, we, we, we didn't have YouTube back then, did no, we? Yeah. No. And I, uh, I did learn how to read in school. Right. It's yeah, not right. like I was just, a, right. And, uh, and the most effective and cheapest way is to knock on doors. Okay. Right. Because and it is, yep. it right. is because you get to see the person, you know, just for a short time, you'd, you'd be nice, pleasant. Don't bother them. Just say, this is what I'm running for. And that was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. It takes time. And it it's takes physical time. And, and you got to put yourself out in front of people and you got to be ready right. to yep. get your butt chewed out. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I knew what this would be on an even bigger scale. Right. Because Brian Melke almost beat Kevin, the speaker. He was very close. I and I knew that. he was yep. going to run. I served with Brian on the uh, Union Township board. I knew he was a good guy. I knew he'd run a tough campaign. And I knew it had my work cut out for me. Okay. And what it, what it came down to, Bob, is I didn't want to be the guy in my 70s sitting on the porch saying, what if? Darn right, Roger. What if? What if I? What if? So I just, okay. So I ran and... I had what was called the kitchen cabinet. I had my brother and my two brothers and all my buddies. And we'd meet over to my uh, brother's office and we'd, you know, we'd, we'd throw stuff out. Some of the stuff I knew we couldn't do, but I had to say it and I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. You know right, what I yep. mean? And they helped me out tremendously. I mean tremendously. Because I knew if I could get out of the primary then the party would be behind me. But I had a um, an opponent in the primary, and they have to stay out of it. Didn't know that they have to. They don't have to, but they do. Thank you. Uh, because okay. you don't yeah. you don't want to, you never know. Right. Right? And not everybody, it's funny down there, um, I understand that people have to support different people. Okay. Correct. Like Robin has been a realtor, a good person forever. The realtor association got behind Robin. Robin Stressman. You're talking yes. About. Yes. Yes. Who is a great person. Yes, a great person. Much. And I knew they had to back her. And then after I won, it was like they were kind of scared to come back and talk to me. I said, no, man, right. you had to do it. Yeah. I mean, I would have been shocked if you wouldn't have backed Robin. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes, so and that, she spent a lot of time with the party here locally as well. Oh right? yeah, so she yeah, there, yeah yeah uh, she right. yeah, and like I said, she's a, a very good person. Yeah, but you won. But I won. Yeah. And then what? And then <laughs> it was the battle. Yeah, I know. It and was then you the, really got into it. And yeah, that, that was with you and Brian Milky, wasn't it? Yeah, which was unfortunate, but that's right. just you know that's that's the name of the game, and they attacked me, and and I think the drain commissioner thing. Help me out because you drive by. And, That's my opponent's sign in that guy's yard. I blah, 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 right, right, right. Which I doesn't mean nothing because a lot of people just can't say no. 
Right. Right. You know, they'll, they, they put the sign up because sure, I'll yeah. put that sign up for you. Because you're a buddy. You lived down the road. I know you. I know your uh, kids. Yeah. I know or somebody. I know. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, and that's, it's just, it's all part of what it was. And I right. was getting attacked and I, I'd have people call me. They say, you got a sign in the field. You can't do that. You don't even, and it's like, Hey, you know, I kind of grew up on a farm and I know a lot of farmers and they have fields on very good corners. And I put my sign there because they said I could. Yeah. You know, but that's how it works, right? That's how it works. You're marketing, you're, you're marketing, you're, you're, you're selling yep. yourself. Yep. And I was fortunate um, when I worked at Delfield, Don Hill, who is no longer there, was the plant manager and he um, let me take a voluntary layoff. So I treated it like a job. I would get up at eight o'clock. I would knock doors till dark. Monday through Saturday, Sunday, I wouldn't start till after church because in my area, it didn't bother people if you knocked on Sundays. Okay. Some districts right. it does, but it didn't bother. And then I just stay out till six and I just constantly, that's what I did. And um, in October, after the August, August, September, September, after the August primary, I get a phone call from Eric Nesbitt, who was a head of HRCC, the House Republican Caucus. Okay. And he's got a poll. Okay. And I'm getting thrashed. I'm down by 13 points. And he, it was like he couldn't wait to, uh, to hang up the phone. Right. Right. Like I yeah. was an afterthought. Oh, no. And I'm like, my God. So Matt Golden was helping me out. So Matt took the poll and said, nope, this is, this is what we can do. We can do this. We can do that. You know? And I'm like, okay. Because I was thinking about you know, just dropping out. Oh, really? At that point? Well, I mean, I'm not dropping out, but right. just why even try? Right. You know how hard? I, I understand. Yeah, right. And it's a good thing I didn't know nothing about nothing, right? Because there's um, trade art or magazines in like Gongware and Bridge, and they had me just getting trounced. Okay, which that was the polling, right? Right. I know. Right. So then it would have been in October. Eric calls me back, and Ben, who's helping me, we stop. And he starts talking. I look at Ben and I said, he's got a little more pep in his talk. So I was down by seven. Okay. Okay. With a month to go. Knocking on doors. Just still do it. He said, just keep on what you're doing. We got to go negative. People don't like going negative, but, but it works. That's why people go negative. I, people go negative against me. I I don't get upset. That's just, that's the beast. Right. But but your ads with me were never negative. No, no, no. But, uh, so anyways, um, then Matt Golden told me that it was like three days before the election and he had, he had a poll done and he said he was sleeping and he looked at my phone and he said two and he goes, oh no, he rolls it over and he was thinking, well, are we going to put any more money in or do we, and he goes, well, wait a minute, did that have Roger up by two? And they rolled around and I was up by two and then I ended up winning by nine points. How, in a, in a small area like this, how can we trust the polling? How close is that? I mean, you said you were you were up by two prior, and then you're at nine. That you know, you know here you've you've been able to trust it, but but what's happening is if anybody can figure out how to get an accurate poll between eighteen and thirty five year olds, they'll, they'll be rich. They will never have to do yeah, nothing good again. Luck on that one. They just yes, uh, they sir. don't want to answer yeah. the polls. You yeah, know? and, and right. more power to them. And that was also when Trump won, and it, I bet you. He gave me a five-point kick sure, without a right, doubt, right? right yeah. And nobody had him winning. Right. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Totally. I yeah. Do, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I worked hard. Don't get me wrong. But I, right. I, know, oh, yeah. I know the president gave me a five-point kick. Yep. And and I kept on hearing how he wasn't doing good. And I'm door-to-door in it. And I'm seeing this. I'm like, wow, man, this, 
I don't know. You know, but when you talk to people, you get the real answers, don't you? Really, Roger? You get, yep, you get the real answers the first time, and then when I ran again, I got the same thing about how Trump went from here, and other people just didn't right. either. At the beginning, it was they wasn't sure because he was yeah. unknown, okay. and then the second time, it was either you really liked him or you really did not like right. him. Right, there was right. no in yeah. between. Okay, yeah, yeah, but that's you know neither here nor there. You but. did three terms. Yeah, three two year terms. Did it get easier? Yeah, it did okay. because you because you uh, I worked my district. Yep. I I um I'm conservative in nature, but my district is like a 51 49 a 50 50, so I have to represent the people. Yes, sir. You know, I mean when it came to the core votes, you know, I I was there. I was always there, but I still had to keep in mind that I represent everybody. Right. You right. know, and it gets easier because you like the first two years you have no idea what you're doing. You, you just got, this sounds stupid, but you just want to know where all the bathrooms are in every building, you know, <laughs> you know and then you're walking into yeah. the Capitol and so right. like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm coming into this right. building, you know? And, and then the second year you, you start to figure it out and then your third term, you got to figure it out, but you're term limited out. So, you know? so, so interesting because, so I watched you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we made met, you know, yeah. when you were running Yes, and I watched you grow as a speaker, as a person who can work the room a little bit. More, yes. Right. Yeah. You know, um, if you don't make me saying your talk at the beginning was much different than the way it is. Oh, today. yeah. So yeah. You learned. You became more comfortable. You learned. Yeah. You know, and you became more knowledgeable, too. Right. Yeah. About the process. About the process, about working a room. Um, the first few times you do it, you don't want to do it, but right. you have to do it. Uh-huh. Um I learned that you have to try to go to as many events as you can because you represent everybody. Everybody wants to see you. They expect to see you. You really need to go try to make it to all the parades on the off years because you can't be that parade. Oh, yeah, it's election year. Of course he's in the parade, right? I think it means more to people when you're there on the off year. You know, and now I have 11 counties, so it's hard to hit everything, which really bothers me because I really took pride in taking care of my district. But I'm, I'm starting to get it, starting to get, you know, right, figure right. out, yeah. Well, yeah. you're meeting new people. I'm you meeting know, new I, people. I had those counties written down, and, and it's just, it's it's crazy. We had redistricting done, right? Yes. I mean, it just, yes. So so you got Claire, Gladwin, Gratiot, Osceola, Macosta, parts of Bay County, yep, Clinton County, yep, parts of Lake County, Midland. Yes. And is there a little corner of Saginaw? Oh no, I have no. Uh, I have there is Saginaw, but it's not a little yeah, corner. I no, think I have five townships in Saginaw County. And and it's really tough finding out the similarities within that region, isn't you, it? Well, I tell you though, if if you would hop in my car and we'd go around, it yeah. is it is almost identical to what I represent now. Interesting. Because there's there's a lot of industry. Yeah. A lot of farming. Right? I have I have three colleges. I yes. have CMU, um, Big Rapids, who yep. won the national championship oh, in football. Oh, we love that. Right? Go yeah. Bulldogs. Yeah. I got to hold the trophy. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And then I got Elma College. Yep. Right? And then I have community colleges. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's it's a mix of... Good. Yeah. And the people are a lot like, you know... And the other thing is, you know, I go back to Beal. You know, Beal, and then we played in the Highland Conference. So I was going up to McBain. I was going to Pine River. I, you know, I was going to Marion. You know, so I, I was used to going, you know, going into those towns and they basically gave me my whole district that I have now, except they had to cut off a few townships in Midland County. Right. Yep. So I, I, I knew those people and 
Gratiot and Claire, I mean, you know, they're not that far away. Right, exactly. Right? So I, yeah. I'm used to, the, you know, those people. Yeah. I know people in both of the right. counties, yeah. So you had to knock on doors in Saginaw County, some of those people you've never met before. Yeah. In Lake County, what are where, you said they're kind of pretty much the same people, though. They are, yeah. yeah. They, you know, most people just want to have a good place to work. They want to have a nice community. They want to have a place where their kids can go to school and not be hassled, and they just want to be left alone. Yeah. Right? They don't, you know, they don't, you know, it's, you know, I get so upset because they think we're the farm hicks or whatever, and we don't, <clears throat> we don't understand this thing or that thing, and it's, it's like, you don't understand, we don't care. I know. Whatever you do in your privacy is your business, but don't force it on us, or don't. You, you know what I mean, Bob. Right. I, right. Cer- I yeah. certainly understand. Yeah. That. No, that's, that's, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, the regionalism of it as well, too. You know, so yeah. I look at the counties. I said they're spread out. I'm glad you, the way you're explaining it to me is that we pretty much all are in the same within those areas, too. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm lucky because I have 127. I have 20 and 10. So it's yeah. not that difficult to get, a, you know, to get around them. Thank you for getting Pickard Road done. <laughs> you know that no i didn't no i i didn't i've been bothering you that for years <laughs> yeah. Roger. i've been after you okay <laughs> well no but what, what i did do is i uh got money to do um old mission from the roundabout to the roundabout in claire yeah and you know when, when i'm down there i try to think you know people don't really know what i do down there right and unless it's something you know bad or whatever and i try to think you know if i if i can get money back to the community I, I like to do roads because I did like mission because that's like a road where everybody goes to and then comes in. And then I, I try to get traffic lights. I got a traffic uh, signal on Isabella so you could turn. Yes. Sir. Right. Yeah. And that's a little <clears throat> self-serving because I worked at Delfield for 24 years. And that's fine. in the butt that way. Yeah. You know, so I try, you know, I got money for Beale for their sewer system that was forced upon them. And now, uh, Oh, the uh, the Sherman Townships. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to help them out as Good. much as you know, Good. because that's you know that's what that's what I feel my job is to try to help people out as much as I can in that excellent in that. stuff that'll be here for a while, you know, not something that's going to be here for six months and then it's gone and you know like we give a grant to the to the sheriff department for a year to hire a deputy right for whatever yes. so they hire that deputy and now that's pulled so now they got to try to figure out how they're going to pay for that resource, right? right? Instead of funding it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. What's the difference between being in the House of Representatives as opposed to the Michigan Senate? Um, you for, go... For, for you. Yeah, you go from like around ninety two to 99,000 people you represent to 260,000 people you represent. Just a bigger area. Does bigger it, area, yeah. learning... Is it more challenging? I mean, do you have do you have more questions to answer it's, and more it's, people to it's more challenging because it's bigger and yeah. it's it's harder for me to get to kind of know people. Like yeah, you have more counties, you have more county boards, you have more township boards, you have more county road commissions, you know, um, you have more things you have to, you know, try to go to. And it uh but it's, you know, that's what I wanted. Right. Right. Yep. So it's it's the name of the game. And I'm trying to do the best I can in the area that I have. Gotcha. Uh, we were going to go down the road on a few things. I think we're going to save some of it for uh, part two, Roger, if you sure. don't mind. Nope. But right off the bat right now, um, doing a little work and talking with, with Alex, with, with your uh, team right there. 
You have challenges right now uh, in Lansing, don't you? Oh, yeah, big challenges. Okay. Uh, big first, challenges. Time, first time Democrats have control uh, in over 40 years. Yep. What's that do for you, and how, how difficult does it make it, or what are your other challenges with that, Roger? It, it makes it very difficult because, obviously, I don't line up with their ideology. Right. Okay, they come in, and they did, like, right to work, um, oh, minimum, you know, uh, prevailing wage and all that, which I don't agree with. I understand why they did it, because that's their constituents, and that's who's backed them for 40 years, and that's what they believe in. You know, um, it uh, it's it's a challenge, you know. Um, they're coming out with a big energy package that's just going to totally decimate decimate the state. We'll save that one for part okay. two. Okay. Right? okay. Okay. No, because I need to yeah. learn about that yeah. because I don't know okay. about that, yeah. you know. Yeah. But we have other challenges. My understanding is that they're pushing agendas through very quickly at this point. You know, is it true that you're not having a chance really to look at things and well, think about that? Well, you know, or? it it's funny because you know you've met have you met tom Kuntz, the state oh. rep from claire yeah good guy good yes. guy okay so i the like the first week i learned that they were there later so i turned okay. it on tv and tom was up there <clears throat> excuse me arguing about the process we don't have time to even okay. see it and we did it to them okay. right not all the time right yeah. but when you had something that had to go if you had the votes, you rolled it. So it's strategy. It's strategy. And and whenever okay. you hear anybody talking about they weren't part of the process, that just means that they didn't have a chance to. It's, I don't know how to say it. It's like, of course, you didn't have part of, you don't, first, you don't like the bill, right? right? So you right. got to say, I wasn't part of the process. Yep. Yep. But it, you know, it, uh, they have a gavel, Right. It's there. They can do what they, you know, I mean, you can try, you can cry, but I mean, you, I could sit there and be upset and right. whine and cry about it, but it's not going to do any good. I mean, it was funny. I was walking around. I didn't realize it, but you know how wives are. She said, Roger, what's the matter? You act awful depressed. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got thinking why well, I'm, in my opinion, I'm seeing our state go backwards where we finally got people coming in and with the policies that I see people are going to start moving out again because Michigan is not a place where people really need to come right it's not like Florida Texas where it's nice or where we have the environment you know to come in you have we have winners in that right right and it's a peninsula state it's not a pass-through no, state it's always been a so we have here. to be we have to be inviting right and um, I don't think we're going that way well, where are we going then? I, you know, I, I thought we were inviting people. We're throwing money out there. Um, you know, the one thing we were talking about quickly is, uh, oh, God, $630 million going to Ford Motor Company. Yep. We're giving tax break, breaks to Goshen coming over in uh, Big Rapids Big at Rapids. this point. You know? yeah. um, we're seeing there's not much of a return per employee and how many people are really coming uh, back. How many so, people are they? Yeah. It, um, my opinion on economic development packages is every state they every state does it, so we have to compete that way. That doesn't mean you have to give everything away, but you still have to you know have to try to compete. Now, what you know, Ford that I voted no. I, I don't know. If I, I'm, yeah, I, I did vote no on Correct, it. Correct. Yep. Um, that I think the return on investment, you know, isn't you know quite the same Gosha, like it or not that is you know we're giving so much it sounds what we're doing is we're giving them so much money for infrastructure and then they're getting a tax break but they have to do what they have to do for the 
the amount of the tax break. Okay. okay. Now the argument goes, is should we be helping the businesses that are here right now? Yes, we should, but we're not. We're making things stricter. Yes. Right. And that's not fair to the people that's been here forever. I, you know, like I'll tell you, like when I worked at Delfield, they um, put in two or three lasers and these lasers are like $2 million a piece. And they got a, um, not a property, but a personal property tax abatement yes, because of right. that. Now they could do that, but I could, my cousin, Bill Houck, who's a painter, <clears throat> if he bought like $5,000, could he go with Union Township, give him a, because he has seven people work for him? No. 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 No, I could use some so, new equipment yeah. here too, right? So let's just get rid of the personal property tax. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. And then everybody's going to be happy. Right. Wow. That's a great point. Yeah. Roger. Yeah. You know, but, but then. But then, how are we going to find that revenue? By maybe people coming into the state, people investing more, people buying more. Right. How do we know if we don't try it? Why did people move out of the state the last decade? Because the economy, the environment to be here was absolutely terrible. I tell you what happened is what happens to a lot of people. We kind of got fat and lazy. We thought the three main automobile manufacturers would be here forever. General Motors thought they'd always have 35% share of the market. And then all of a sudden this firm called Toyota comes in. Right. And so, add in those behind them. Behind them. Yeah. I, you know, I, right now, Toyota is not going to go to a hundred percent electric car. Okay. So my fear is, and, and you cannot blame Ford, Chrysler, RGM because we're forcing them to do this. Yes. Right. It's right. not, we are forcing them to do this. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised in 10 years we come back and we have to bail Chrysler Ford because Toyota has, as a market again. Right, you're forcing my car to shut down at an intersection for crying out loud, right? Yeah, well, you know that. <laughs> you know? Actually, though, that doesn't bother me. No, it bothers the <laughs> heck out of me, Rod. I'm pushing that button in the minivan all the time. What the heck is this here? Shutting down my engine. I can't yeah. take off properly. Yeah, you got a lot of work ahead of you, right? So, so yeah, you know, uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the future because sure. I really want to get into it more, Roger. You yeah. Know? So uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about that we're going to again. Um, yeah, you know, I'm looking at my notes right here. You just got a lot going on. You're also, by the way, let me put my glasses on for this. You are now chairing the House Regulatory Reform Committee. Vice, a minority vice chair. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a regular dude. I'm like a lot of regular dudes here, okay? What does that mean? That is a fantastic committee. It, it is, is not really? a partisan okay. committee. No, but it deals with yeah. Lara and licensing. Okay. It deals with all my favorite stuff, beer and wine, gambling of course the marijuana stuff i'm not too right but right. it but it deals with all of that sure okay and, and what's so great about it bob is roger hauk in my district a plumber comes to me and says this code is stupid i don't know why they make us do it yep chances are that jeremy moss who's the chair of rugby reform there's a plumber in his district that's going to come to him and say the same thing right right so yeah i i love it it uh it, it's a big committee because you have all licensing is under the purview of that committee. Do we need help with licensing within our communities that you're serving? Yeah. Um, we, we were having trouble with liquor control a little bit, but that's gotten straightened around, you know, well, yeah, we're letting gas stations sell beer now, right? Yeah. Every, but I, every I don't, corner. well that, you know, here's the deal. Okay. So people say, well, we can't let gas stations sell beer because they'll buy gas and then they'll buy beer and then they'll drive away. Well, hey, I'm going to go get gas and then I'll drive to the party store, right? 
Now you can argue to the poor party store guy that when he got his yeah. right, the, uh-huh. the rules weren't the same. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. So it, uh, but no, it, it it's a great committee. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. And, and you really get to put your thumbprint on our community and on the state of Michigan with that project. Yeah, right? I'll yeah. give you an example. Like when I was a chair in the House, we we worked a lot with marijuana. Right. Like it, don't like it. That that's irrelevant. Right. The people of the state of Michigan, by over eighty six, said we want it legal. So I have to try to make it. I have to. What I have to do, Bob, is if you go into a Loom store, which are great stores, and you go into a mom and pop store over to Bay City, if you buy an edible that says it's this, it needs to be the same as over here. Very the good. product right. has to right. be the same. We have to make sure the consumers are getting what they're paying for. Yep. Yep. And we so, do that in grocery stores. In grocery gas, stores. And all our other yeah. products and services. Yeah. So nothing wrong yeah, with that nothing whatsoever. Wrong with that. So, no. No, that's, that's good. Yeah. Next time, we're going to get deep on a couple of things, Roger, because you really got me a lot really going <laughs> with, with a lot of questions, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, we really, what we want to do with this podcast too, is also educate the listeners. Yeah. Roger. Yep. You know, here's the thing. Again, I did not know that committee, what they did. Yeah. We, we as, as just regular folk here, we don't know a lot of that, right? No. We no. don't pay enough attention to it. We should know what you're doing all well, the time. Well, you know, right? I can, well, everybody's so busy though. I mean, right. you have kids, you know, hopefully you elect people that are responsible and, you know, try to do what's best for the community that they're they're representing final question what would you like to see within your district done in the next couple of years growth okay growth business and population i take it yep business and population we need we need jobs coming into our community all kinds of jobs we need um, kids staying in our community you know uh, i think central is starting to turn it around i think bob davies who's our president i like him i think he's working hard to try to get try to get you know try to get things turned around so that you know growth i'm lucky this is i my schools in my my district i feel are very good yes i um i talk to other senators and their superintendents are calling them all the time this and that and my superintendents will call me but they'll you know and then i try to go to the isd meetings where i can listen to everybody and you know because i'm not an expert you know the one thing that's funny bob is Everybody's an expert on education. Aren't they, though? And everybody knows how to build a road. Oh, boy. I know it. I know it. And they're going to tell you how to do it five different ways from the Which same is person, fine. right? Yeah. I, yeah. I understand yeah. that. So, so again, thanks for taking the time. We went a little long today, Roger, That's but I don't right. have a problem with it. I'm not no. tired yet. No. I could keep going. Uh, I want to say thank you to Jason Phillips. He's yeah. hanging out here, learning a little bit, uh, doing some podcasting. We're going to put him on the microphone here pretty soon, too. So, Good. Roger, real, oh, I, I guess I do have another question. What days are you in session, and when are you going to be available for people to stop and see you? Is there is there a, a, like a set schedule? Actually, I had um, office hours today before I came yeah. here. And what we do now is we, we can like geofence. Okay. And we sent out texts for people that were close to Mount Pleasant. I had it on the, in the commission on aging. Good. Right. And I had fairly decent turnout. Yep. And then those, those will be, those will be coming out. So, okay. Yeah. And then we're in session Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Very good. Okay. And then uh, Monday, Friday, Saturdays, and sometimes Sundays, I'm in the different. You have to go, you're working seven days a week. I understand yeah. that, Roger. Which there is, I mean, yeah. that's just right. part of it. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. is part. You commute every day then down to Lansing. Right? Yeah. Cause it, um, you're lucky because you are only an hour away, not three. <laughs> if usually it's like an hour and a half or an hour and oh, 45. Okay. You know, yeah. and, it, and I tell you, it didn't take me long to realize that. 
every room I walked into, I was always the smartest person in the room, and every joke I told, yeah. oh, it was just hilarious. I love right? it. Right? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know right people on. get upset with politicians and this and that, but I would like to think that I'm an example of just a plain, dumb farm boy that really didn't have any aspirations of being into politics. I, I kind of stumbled into it and I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be a representative. I sure never thought I was going to be a Senator. And that to me is, is what America is all about. Right. Well, you, you too were recruited for a reason though. Yeah. Kevin Cotter called Roger Haug because he thought you could help. Well, I would like to believe that. <laughs> hey, I know Kevin. I didn't get a phone call, right? <laughs> he wanted to leave me yeah, alone. So yeah, and yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, pump sunshine up me. I just want uh -huh, people. Right. I just want the younger people to realize that if you think about it, you can do it. Yeah, right? right. You know, yeah. And you certainly can. We need to get it done here in this area too. Yeah. You know, we we've had some great things here. We're having a little hiccup right now. We need to get the businesses back and the population back. Thank you for your help, Roger. You bet. Thank you for being here today. Yeah. Yep. Bob Around Town, hanging out with Roger Hauk. You can pick up this podcast pretty much darn near everywhere. I hope you love it. I hope you share it. And I hope you call Roger and tell him how great job he's doing. <laughs> or or, or, or <laughs> find out what road you need fixed, and he's going to get right on it because he, too, could fix the roads. Roger, will there be a, a governorship uh, uh coming up soon well i tell everybody um i don't have 20 to 50 million dollars to run and if i had 20 or 50 million dollars i wouldn't be sitting here talking to you that's a lot of money <laughs> that's a lot of money let's just hang out here again roger hawk he's our 34th district state senator for the state of michigan hanging around bob around town we're going to talk more with him coming up in the future, but we're really going to get into the dirt of something. Couple of okay, nope, okay, that's fine. We're going to do that. We're going right. to dig deep, and you're going to help Bob figure out why does he think the way he thinks, and you're going to straighten me around. I days, don't okay? think I will be, ever be able to help you. Thank you that, very Bob. much. <laughs> All the best, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Bob Around Town's weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.